Hi guys, it's Martin here from BetfairTrainingCommunity.com, back with another podcast on the 14th of July 2017, and uh, I've had a request to do a podcast on NFL training, um, so I'm going to crack on with that, and uh, let's see how that goes. So, with the NFL, obviously a few weeks away now, starting, well, second week of September, um, you know, we want to start to be thinking about how to trade it if that's what we're going to do when the event comes around. Um, NFL is my favourite sport. I know it's one of Ryan's favourite sports. So it's a big sport on the community. And uh, if you've never got into NFL trading, um, there's no better time than now. With so many games being shown on Sky, um, usually on a Sunday evening, sometimes on a Thursday evening on special occasions, uh, and if you can stay up at night, it's on virtually, you know, three or four nights a week. So it can be quite lucrative um, to trade on if you know what you're doing. So I'm just going to go over some uh, general sort of rules of thumb that I have with American football um, trading and just uh, give you a general overview of what I do. Um, and I think the way to start that is with the good entry and exit points. So obviously you want to have a little bit of knowledge about the sport. So I wouldn't advise trading it straight off the bat. If you don't know anything about the sport, I'd advise watching it, learning all the rules, um, reading team news, which is absolutely key in the NFL. Um, another big thing is injuries because there's not many sports in the world that have more injuries than the NFL, hence why they only play um, you know, 16, 17 games a season. Uh, so... You've got to be really careful there because obviously one injury to one key player can change everything. And uh, unlike football, um, certain players do have a lot more importance in the NFL than other players. So in football, although we'd say like strikers, maybe goalkeepers are slightly more important, um, everyone on the team is fairly equal in that regard. If you get one or two weak links, it can make a big difference. Um, if you have one outstanding player, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win anything. Um, let's look at Lionel Messi in the Argentina team, for example. So American football is much more geared towards one position, which is the quarterback. Um, he is the absolute key on that team uh, and generally the team with a top quarterback will win the Super Bowl. Now there have been rare occasions where this hasn't been the case um, but actually it's very rare. So it's very key that you have a top quarterback when you're backing in the NFL especially if you're backing in the longer term markets. Again the big problem with that is injuries. If your quarterback goes down injured you know, you're potentially screwed. Um, one team that doesn't seem to be particularly affected by that is the Patriots, where they've probably got the greatest quarterback of all time, although it pains me to say as a Dolphins fan. But their backup, Garoppolo, is actually an incredible quarterback in his own right when he has played. Um, so they're not even going to be too worried if Brady goes down. Obviously, they'll be upset and concerned, but... Garoppolo showed last season he can come in and do incredible things um, so anyway yeah one big entry point I have for NFL trading is when the heavy favorite scores first okay now this will mainly happen in for me I'll mainly enter this trade in a shootout situation um, which means that both teams are quite high scoring and likely just to go end to end and score touchdown after touchdown um, 
and if you get a heavy favourite who's playing an attacking team who do score lots of touchdowns, it can be a good situation just to lay them if they score the first touchdown, the heavy favourite, because the odds are so short. That's the main uh, attraction to this trade. Um, so often the market almost acts like the game's done after one touchdown. Um, but as anyone who's watched NFL knows, one touchdown means nothing. And uh, anyone who watched the Super Bowl knows three touchdowns, four touchdowns don't necessarily mean anything. So, uh, yeah, you've got to get in on these good opportunities. The second one I go for is when a favourite is a couple of touchdowns behind and it's now big odds with plenty of time left. And I think the greatest example I can give you of that is last year's Super Bowl. Um, where the Patriots were miles behind. Uh, I don't have the exact point number. I think it was around 20, 25, 26 points behind. And they came back to win. Because when there's plenty of time left on the clock, anything can happen in this sport. You get a shift of momentum. You get an injury here or there. You get a team. What often happens is teams try and play very safe. Um, and they'll run the football rather than pass it. Um and even if they pass it, they won't take any risks with the passes. So you might get a few incompletions. Clock gets stopped. Um, you know, a lot can happen, like I say, as we saw last year. So it is quite a good uh, chance to get in on the market there. Um, and obviously, if the, if you've got a favourite who's really short odds at the start of a match and the dog usually starts quickly and well, um, especially good attacking teams with good quarterbacks, then that can be a position to enter the market as well. So what I would say, especially, sorry, going back to the one about when a favourite is a couple of touchdowns behind, or even if an underdog's miles behind and there's still plenty of time left, you do just never know in this sport. And it's very rare that a team just blows out another team without any kind of comeback at some stage. So what will often happen is, you get a team go 21 points in front. They'll still win the match, but because they start playing defensively, start just trying to get time off the clock, not trying to score any more points because they don't think they need them, the other team will often get back into it. So they might get two touchdowns and the favourite will only win by seven points. Well, by the time it gets to seven points, the odds will come it will have gone in your favour if you've laid that favourite because... Um, obviously the match has got closer. So you don't necessarily have to pick the team that wins in that situation, but as long as you can find teams that do make comebacks or can get back into games. Um, the great thing with the NFL is, to an extent, it's a fairly level playing field. So most teams can beat most teams on any given day. And uh, we've seen that season after season. Um, this is why we get different division winners nearly every year in certain divisions, apart from the AFC East, where the Patriots just win it every single season. And uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that's something to bear in mind, that actually, although the press might talk that up these teams as if they're so much better than the other team, actually, a couple of bad calls, a couple of bad decisions from the teams can change everything on the day. The margins are so fine, you know, a lot of these teams have top players. Even the lower teams will have some of the best players in the leagues in their certain positions. So you just do never know in that situation. Um, a good exit point, so I think it's also important to think about exit points when you think about entry points, is that 
say I've backed the underdog pre-match and they get up early and obviously the price goes our way significantly, I'm going to be exiting at that moment. Um, when scores are level and there's only a couple of drives left, um, time's running out. So in that situation, say you've made a trade and it hasn't gone your way at that point, you're kind of playing the lottery, you know. Um, unless you've got a really strong reason for staying in the trade, um, I'd probably get out at that point because it's a bit like, say, a tie-break in tennis. I don't like trading tie-breaks in tennis because I feel like they're a lottery. I'd much rather have the player have to win a game where they have to win four points against that person's serve to win the set than just to win one little mini-break to win the set. Similar thing here. Um and obviously, when your team's come back to parity to, from being behind or as close to it, that's actually quite a good exit point. The reason being, sometimes you'll get situations where a team comes you know, from about 25 points back, gets level, but because they've spent so much energy getting level and they kind of feel like getting level is almost a victory, often the team who was 25 points up will just go and score another touchdown and win the game. Um, you know, obviously a notable exception to that is the Super Bowl this year, but of course the Patriots, you know, in effect were a much more superior team, you know, in general during the season. So that wasn't greatly surprising. But what I've often found is that when teams do make a comeback, they do get very tired. They've spent all the energy, you know, not just physically but also emotionally. So that's something that I would get out in that situation most of the time. I wouldn't be waiting for my team to get ahead. Um, so there are just a few little entry and exit points that I have for NFL trading. Um, obviously, you know, like I say, it's very rare that teams get completely blown out without some sort of comeback at some stage. Even if it's just a touchdown or two in their favour when the favourite hasn't scored in the last couple of minutes it can make a big difference to the odds so you're not always looking for massive swings in these markets um, you just want it to swing your way a bit so finally I'm just going to have a little look this is a bit um, this is a bit like playing the lottery actually but I'm just going to have a little look at the Super Bowl winner market because obviously the season's still a couple of months away so what markets can we look at at this point and uh I mean, Patriots here are 5.3 at the moment on Betfair. Quite clear favourites. Not a bad price, to be honest. Um, you know, I, I I can't really see past them this season. Um, of course, anything can happen. Brady goes down injured. Um, they've still got a decent replacement, but you do never know. The way they've strengthened their team, you know, is incredible. Having Brandon Cooks come in at wide receiver... I mean, they're just going to be electric. And they haven't really lost anyone. You know, they've managed to keep hold of Malcolm Butler at cornerback. And uh, I just think they're going to be stronger than last year. And that's a scary thought. Because, OK, they had a bit of a dud game for most of Super Bowl. But apart from that, they just trounced everyone last season. Even with Brady out for four games, which uh, is pretty amazing. And, uh, yeah, I mean unless we see a massive decline in Brady, which I don't even think Belichick would allow, he just protects his quarterback so well. Um, you know, I think, to be honest, I think a lot of quarterbacks could go into that New England team and, and still win, uh, and probably still win the Super Bowl this year. So, you know, even at 5.3, which is short odds for 
such a like I say a tough a tough competition where you do need a, a bounce here or there to go your way. I still like Patriots at this stage. I haven't seen enough from other teams to make me go, that's not a good price. Um, but obviously, I have a look at a couple of the more uh, longer rods. Uh, I say outsiders. They're not massive outsiders, the, the teams I like. One of them is the Cowboys, and I think they're 14.5 at the moment. Now, last year, they had an amazing season with Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott um, at quarterback and running back. Now, that was their rookie seasons. Now, I'm assuming they will have better seasons this year. Um, they've got a great offensive line. Um, their D's not too bad. And I think there's no real reason to not expect them to progress this year. And if they do, they should make the Super Bowl because they were so close to it last year. Um, and again, that you know they probably should have made it last year, apart from some heroics from Aaron Rodgers. Um Packers, they're always going to be second, third favourite with Rodgers, such an incredible quarterback. I'm just not convinced at all by the rest of their team. That That's the problem I'll always have with backing the Packers in the outright market because I think you need a D. I think you need other players around a quarterback like they've shown in New England um, and then that's where the results come from. You know, Like I say, I think if, if a lot of... I mean, if Rodgers got half the protection... Um, Brady did I'm pretty sure he'd win it but I, I just can't see him getting that and again the players around him are just nowhere near as good as the, as the rest of the Patriots team so yeah I quite like the Cowboys I think they could give it a good go and of course being in the NFC they've only got to beat out the NFC so they don't have to beat the Patriots to make the Super Bowl if they get anywhere near the Super Bowl their odds are going to shorten significantly I'd be very surprised if they didn't make the playoffs this year um I still think they're the strongest team in that division. I think the Giants might might challenge them for the division title, but I'd still be quite strongly fancying the Cowboys at this stage um, to take that and, and maybe make a run at the Super Bowl. Again, 14.5 looks a nice price to me. Another team I think will be a bit of a wild card here. I'm going to say Dark Horse because I'm not convinced they will do well, um, but they could spring an upset and that's the Oakland Raiders and uh, at 19 odds I think that's that's not a bad price if you if you just want a, a couple of quid or a few quid just to let it run and see how it goes Derek Carr now the highest paid player in the NFL I think so um, he he's going to have to fulfill you know fill those big shoes but with Lynch coming back beast mode from the Seahawks from retirement we've got no idea how he's going to play but if he's anything like the way he is for the Seahawks you've really got a dual threat in the Raiders with the quarterback and running back got great wide receivers there um, got good players on D I mean they're going to be an exciting team to watch this year that's for sure um, you know so they'd be the they'd be the three that I'd think obviously Patriots I probably would have my main bet on I'd probably have a decent bet on the Cowboys and then a little outsider chance on the uh, Raiders because, uh, again, 19 is a generous price given that we just don't know with them at this stage. So, yeah, that's my podcast on NFL trading. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've got something from it. Um, get involved during the season. You know, let's talk together. Let's, let's you know, share tips, things we find out with each other because 
NFL is, is a sport that's quite big for gaining knowledge and if you can learn the game you can trade it well because most of the traders who trade the NFL a lot of them are just punters a lot of them don't really know a lot and hence will back teams who are heading games at short odds and if you can lay that situation if you can go against the market and go against the grain I believe there's money to be made and uh, you know that's how I've done well from trading it myself Anyway, thanks for listening, and uh, I'll be back with another podcast. Please send me suggestions. You know, um, I've done this today because I was asked to do it. So if you've got something you want me to do a podcast on, ask me. Um, you know, because I don't want to be making up the subjects for you guys to hear me talk. Uh, you know, because I think it's more interesting if it's something you actually want to hear. Okay, cheers, guys. <laughs>